Okay, today's daf is daf chavav. We pick up on chavayim bet muberes chaveira. We're dealing with cases in the mishnah of women who cannot give birth, um, either because uh, an elderly woman or a woman who is um, uh, who, who's infertile and akara. Um, and uh, the chachamim said that this woman cannot be made to drink because it's one of the categories of women that the husband is obligated to divorce. Why divorce? Because he has to do the mitzvah of purvu. To which Rebbe and he can't do it with this woman. To which Rebbe Leizer cogently responds. He doesn't have to divorce her. He could just marry another woman, so there's actually no problem being married to this woman, and therefore, for our purposes, it means he can make her drink the soda water. So the Gemara picks up two lines from the top. This debate is about an, an elderly woman or an infertile woman. An illness, which is a, a woman who uh, is, has more male characteristics, she doesn't have pubic hair, she doesn't develop breasts, is a woman that could not get pregnant. Everybody would agree, physically, it's impossible to get pregnant. Everybody would agree that she would not uh, drink um, and take, and she would not take her ksuva. He cannot make her drink. Why? This is not about the mitzvah for vu. This is a separate exclu- category. It says by the sota that she'll be cleansed and give forth seed and have chi- a child. Which tells you that the whole sota category relates to a woman who can have a child. To exclude this case where it is not possible for her to have a child. Now the question is why is this different than a woman who is infertile. Um, but Rashi indicates that the reason is, is that this is something that was from the very birth that was this, pro- this, this uh, problem in this person. It wasn't, um, so presumably that that would not be limited to an illness. If somebody was born, for example, baby without a uterus, um, you know, that would also be somebody that would not be in the category of Nizra Zara, as opposed to somebody that has, you know, we would have expected that person to be able to be pregnant, but there's some reason that she is not becoming pregnant. Um, or maybe even just was later in her life. But for this person who was born this way, out of the category. Now, this emphasis on the idea of being able to give birth, and we'll see in a few in a, in a few minutes the issue about the man, and uh, the man, uh, and the question of him being able to uh, to you know to to ejaculate semen. Um, the emphasis on Zera, I think, has a lot to do with you know the whole focus here. The water goes into her; she blows up, um, or she doesn't, or, or she becomes pregnant, and probably a lot of jealousy has to do not just with the issue about sex itself, but with the concern about you know about whose child a baby might be, and um, and so it's important to really note that focus on Zera, um, and, you know, in general by Sota. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. A man who does kinoi to his to his arusa, a woman who's betrothed, not yet married, or a shomer yabam, if um, it's her, she goes into private with this man before they actually the husband and wife came together, there was Nisuin or Yibum, then she cannot be made to drink her ktuva. That's the principle we learned about Tachas Isha, that she has, it only applies when they are actually living married life together. Okay? Um, however, if it's after they got married, she did the stira, then the earlier kinoi would work, as we also learned. Um, similarly, or not similarly, but another case um, of not not making a woman being able to, to drink is a, is a, a, a man married a woman who was uh, previously married to another man and is still carrying his baby or nursing his baby. Um, that's what Rameir says. Um, they did not let somebody marry a, uh, a, a woman who was carrying another man's baby or nursing another man's baby. Um, concern about the health and the well-being of the baby and if the husband would be too insistent in terms of having sex or whatever, even if it would be injurious to the health of the baby. I mean, he wouldn't be as concerned because it wasn't his baby, so they did not let you do that. 
Vimnasa Yotzi, um, and Rabbi Meir, because Rabbi Meir was very strict about rabbinic edicts, he says that if they actually did get married, he's required, the husband is required to divorce her, and can never remarry her. So for Rabbi Meir, he was so strict that if this was the case, that it was a uh, this woman who was uh, nursing or carrying another man's baby, um, they would be obligated to get divorced. And once that's true, um, then you can't make her drink the soda water. No, he can divorce her and then remarry her, or maybe live separately and then be together with her. And therefore, since this is not a woman that he must get divorced from, um, you know, he can get back together her once uh, she's after the period of pregnancy and nursing, uh, then she can be made to drink the soda water. They are considered a couple. Um, Varova, so this is a whole list, a bright, a whole list of cases that um, are debated or are ones which, which the woman cannot be made to bring, drink the soda water. A young man, Shinasa Akarav Zakena, who married, meaning he, and he doesn't have children yet, who married a, uh, in, an infertile woman or an elderly woman, and he doesn't himself have, uh, he, he hasn't had children from another wife before. So again, the Tanakami here, like our mission says, then, then they have to get divorced and therefore the ksuva, uh, he can't be made to drink the, the soda water. Rabbi says, no, he has to have kids, but it doesn't mean he has to divorce this woman, he can marry another woman, and therefore they, are, they can stay together, and therefore he can make her drink the soda water. But if somebody did the kinoi to the arusa or shemer siyabam while they were in that earlier stage, but he went into private only after they became uh, married, you know, they, uh, they, they did yibum or, or, or the, the betrothed became married, um, then that case the woman can be made to drink or just choose not to get her ksuva. Now, if a man is with his wife when she is pregnant or nursing, um, obviously he doesn't have to divorce her at that, that stage, and we're, we assume that you know, he'll be careful with the health of the baby, and therefore you know, it's just in contrast to the previous. This is obviously quite obvious. Um, in that case, he can be made to drink. Again, these are all sort of like the parallels or the you know the, the the mirror images of the previous case. If a young man married an older woman or an elder uh, um, or an infertile woman, and he does have uh, children from another wife, in that case he doesn't have to divorce this current wife, and therefore she can be made to drink. Asia's mamzer le mamzer. If a mamzer is married to a mamzeres or another woman, a mamzer can be married to like a gioras. Asia's nesin le nesin, or the same with a nesin. But Asia's gerva v'evad meshuchar, or the wife of a. Gair, a convert, or a freed slave, who is basically is like a Jew, like a convert, the illinus or an illinus, Oshosa Olonotus Ksufasa. All those women can be made to drink. Now, all of that would seem obvious. All these are good binding marriages. Um, so the Gemara will analyze it in a minute, but for now, we're going to focus on the case of the illinus. Okay, Katani Mia illinus. So it says illinus, and illinus can be forced to drink. This is a complete contradiction to Rav Nachman. You see that an illness is not excluded from the category, and if you deal with the Pruervu issue, you know, or you take Rav Eliezer's position, she can be made to drink. It's a debate of Tanayim. I, fo- I follow the following Tanayim. An illness cannot be made to drink. Exactly like was said before, that Rav Nachman said, only somebody who can have seed, not somebody who's completely excluded from that category of having seed. So, an elderly woman or an infertile is not considered completely out of the category. Um, who knows? The infertile woman might drink the water become, and become fertile. I don't know if we're saying that that will happen with the elderly. But anyway, but as opposed to the islandist who's completely excluded from that category. Okay. 
for the rabbis, what did they do with this verse if it's not meant to exclude an islandist? To tell you what the Bryce teaches. Like the simple sense of the Pasuk, um, you know, that he'll be blessed with a child. But Rabbi Akiva makes it even more explicit, even if he was infertile, you know, and he, th- that this will actually make her be able to have a child. Amr Rabbi Shmuel, so Rabbi Shmuel felt that that went a little bit too far. In Cain, Yisru Kol HaKaraz Fiyivkidu. So, you know, if that's true, then you're now creating an incentive for people to do this whole Kinoi and Stira. A woman who's infertile will just do this thing and have her husband warn her and go in private so they'll be able to drink and they'll be able to come, become fertile. And presumably he did not want to imagine that this thing could be uh, an incentive uh, for that type of behavior. Vizo, Hovalo Nistra, Hivsida, and if a woman, and you're going to tell a woman who's infertile because she did not go into private with another man who wasn't her husband. She's going to lose out and not be able to have a baby? Like, the whole thing creates enormous injustice. Um, Ella, uh, so what is the Pesach saying when it says she'll be able to bring forth a seed? It means, yes, it'll be easier, it'll be better, but it's not going to go from being infertile to being fertile. That if it was it was painful, now it won't be so painful. It'll be easy to give birth. If he had girls, now she'll have boys, because, of course, boys were preferred in a patriarchal society. If he had short children, now they'll be tall, because it's very funny to show how, you know, these things, the uh, societal norms and, and you know, and, 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 uh, and um, uh, pre- uh, uh, preferences, you know, the fact that the tall people tend to have, um, you know, t- t- tend to have uh, more um, benefits in society than short people. Um, advantages. Um, or if they were dark-skinned, they'll be light-skinned. So again, quite, quite fascinating as a sort of sociological window. Anyway, presumably, you know, Rabbi Yishimah was not concerned that people would actually, women would actually do this whole trick, you know, to, in order to drink just to make it better like this. If it was a radical difference of infertile and fertile, yes, but something like this, you know, that he wasn't concerned about. Uh, also interesting to think about the whole issue of, you know, about like a, of uh, um, IVF and trying to select genes for what type of child you're going to have you know, and are there halachic issues with that when it's not about dealing with, like, real genetic concerns. Anyway, here you certainly see that that's how this water would work. Asia's mamzer mamzer. Now, if it's a woman who could be married to a mamzer, like a mamzeris or a gios to a mamzer, so that's normal. Pita, obviously, that's normal. They're allowed to be married. I might think, no, I would rather a mamzer and mamzeris don't get married because their kids are going to be mamzerim. And therefore, if they are married, we shouldn't do this process because that'll keep them married. Kamash Milan, we are not concerned with that. You know, people should have a right to be married. How the wife of a gear and a freed slave. So obviously that's a good marriage. Pshita, obviously. I might think it says speak to the children of Israel and not to Gerim. Kamash Malan. So it's telling you that no game are included in this whole parsha, and an Eved Meshuchar is like a game. The Eimahachinami, maybe I should read it in that limiting way. Vamarta ribu Yehu. Okay, Vamarta Leim say to them that's expanding it, so don't read it to be excluding game. Now this could be a little bit disturbing because it says that a game is not included in the in the meaning of Bnei Yisrael. You need a riboy. Um, it could be that it's not saying that he's not included. I, I very much hope that it's saying it's not saying not included in the word Yisrael, but Bnei Yisrael, children of Israel. Which means that the that the that the father was Jewish. Um, even so, it is disturbing in terms of the sense that you need a reboy, and that is not always the case. Aisha's Kohen Shosa. Now, the wife of a Kohen. 
Back to the Mishnah. Pshita, obviously. Why should it be different? Maudetem of Hilo needs Pasa Asura. The Pasuk says, and if she, and, and, and this woman wasn't raped, um, and therefore the husband is afraid that he is willingly sleeping with this other man. And from there we learn that if a woman is raped, she is not forbidden to her husband. Hanit Pasa Muteras. So that teaches us if she is raped, she's permitted to her husband. Vizuo, Venit Pasa Asura. But since by the case of the wife of a Kohen, even if she is raped, she becomes forbidden to her husband. It's a whole separate discussion. But since that's true, and since the psukim make it implicit that if she's raped, he won't be forbidden to her husband, I might think the psukim are not talking about the wife of a Kohen. Maybe she shouldn't be in this category. Kamash Malan, that she is. Doesn't need a Pasuk to tell you. Otherwise, just Chazal saw no reason to exclude. Umutas Labala. Now, once she drinks, she can go back to her husband. Now, obviously, that's obvious. Why should the wife of a Kohen be any different? Pshita, obvious. So, in a woman that is her, her health is, um, you know, is, is, is getting worse. Um, she's, um, and she's showing signs of illness. And we knew, we, we heard before that a woman who was guilty, but that the, uh, had zechus, she wouldn't blow up right away, but she would gradually, gradually, you know, start falling apart. And she, you know, her health would, 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 uh, would go down. She'd get ill and her health would go down. Her well-being would go down. So the Gemara says, so therefore, I might think that she shouldn't be with her husband because maybe that's a sign that she is guilty. So the Gemara says, Misnavna habat kamaya. No, so the Gemara says, you know what? If she's showing those signs that we identify with a woman who um, who is guilty but who is having the sort of punishment delayed, then you're right. The husband shouldn't sleep. That proves that she is guilty. Which first time we're hearing that. So anyway, so the Gemara says, Misnavna derech evarim. No, it means that it's not like her, her belly and her thighs as the Torah speaks about it, but it's like she's got a headache and, you know, other parts of her body are bothering her. So she's not feeling well, but it's not the part, the symptoms that we would identify with this, uh, with this um, delayed uh, consequence of the, uh, of the drinking. So the Gemara says, okay, so then what's the Kiddush if, if it's not the symptoms? I might have thought, maybe she did commit adultery. So why aren't we seeing the normal symptoms of like, you know, things happening to her, you know, even in a uh, small way beginning to happen to her thigh and her stomach. This is not having the normal effect. Because she, was, she did it and she was compelled. Um, and therefore, and remember, this wife of a Kohen. So on the one hand, she didn't have any fault. She was not to blame. On the other hand, she's still forbidden to her husband because she had, uh, even though she was raped, it was sex with another man and that makes the wife of a Kohen forbidden to her husband. So maybe these symptoms, I'll interpret it as to indicate She's not guilty, but the calling should know that she actually was raped and therefore forbidden to him. And that's why it's a different type of a symptom. Maybe that's how we should interpret it. Okay? Should be forbidden to the Kohen. That we are not concerned with that. We're not going to make that up out of thin air. I do have to say that it is, of course, disturbing that it uses the word zanai, you know, fornicated, you know, committed adultery in a case where she was raped. It's bad enough, you know, that she's forbidden to her husband Cohen when she's raped and actually be using this term. I mean, again, the Gemara is sort of, you know, using it as a shorthand term, but still um, quite uh, disturbing. Um, could have said the Ivala that he, you know, said that he was, uh, that, that, you know, that, that, that he had intercourse. Okay, now the Gemara goes on. 
Eshet um, Shota, the wife of a Saris, can be made to drink. Um, the, a man who can, um, uh, you know, cannot uh, um, uh, have children. Pshita, obviously. It says that somebody slept with you other than your husband, and he is not in this category. Kamash Malan, that we don't say that. Now, what does this mean he's not in this category? Okay, so um, so uh, Rashi says he is able to have intercourse and to have an erection. He's just not able to have children. Um, and so um, uh, there's also an interesting question about whether he, whether he's a psuadaka, whether they're not able to stay married. Rashi makes it a special case. So, so it's not a psuadaka. He's just somebody, you know, psuadaka is a very particular injury. Um, and he, this person is just not able to have kids. So um, what's fascinating, though, is the Gemara suggests he's not a bar hachi, even though it doesn't say zera by the man. It says somebody slept with, but it does say, v'shachav ish otach shikvat zera, isha. Right, a man slept with her shechvat zera, um, and therefore the zera, as I said before, is a very big focus. So therefore, maybe if he can't have zera, it's the same. You know, it's out of the category. This tells you no, it's in the category. Just like we concluded, you know, other than the position of uh, Rav Nachman, that an illness was in the category, even though she can't have zera, he's also in that category as well. They colorize Makani. Now, it also applies even if he's saying, I don't want you to be in private with your brother. I'm afraid that you two might be having an affair. So, Pshita, obviously, you know, that's just another form of adultery and it would be even, you know, worse. No, because it says that she became Tameh when she was with this man, which tells you that when, if he's with this man or before it's been proven and she's a Sota, she's forbidden to her husband and to the potential um, paramour. Um, so, so, if she is, um, that would be, so therefore, if this act of adultery makes her forbidden, then to the Boel, right, that's the case we're talking about. When an act of adultery would make her forbidden both to the husband and to this man. Um, Avaha, but in this case, where it's her brother, Hovia Servakaima, since she's already forbidden to him, um, so the idea that this act will make her forbidden to her husband and the man isn't true because she's already forbidden to the man. Aim alone, maybe that'll be categorically excluded. Kamash Milan, that it is not excluded. Okay. Also, if he says, don't be with this minor, even though an act of uh, adultery with a minor once he's nine years old would be considered a, a boy, once he, a, a, an act of adultery, um, nevertheless, because he's not a man, it does not, it's not included in this category. Man slept with her. And also somebody who's not a man. Who is this excluding? Maybe it's a shachuf. Rashi says it's somebody who's like, you know, their body is falling apart. It's clear from the context. Anyway, it means that he cannot have normal, he can have some intercourse, but not normal, and he can't have, you know, uh, ejaculation similar to the cerise before. Shmuel says that a shachuf, you do do kinoi, just like we said by the cerise, and also if he had intercourse with a uh, with a, with a, with a kohen, the daughter of a kohen, he, he now becomes invalid, not a wife, a daughter of a kohen, he now becomes invalid to eat truma because she's had, uh, if he was somebody that was pasul, if he was said maybe like, let's say he was a halal or something of that nature, okay, he could invalidate um, this woman from being able to have her kuhuna status, her bas kohen status. Um, so the one says, pshita, oh, that's all obvious. No. Mekanin al yado pshita, obviously. I mean, if such, maudetim, I would have thought, v'shachav isho tashik v'dzer marachmane v'halav barachihu, similar to what we said by Sris, not exactly clear why we would have treated this any different. Maybe if he can't have zera. Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry, this is now, before we were talking about the husband, this is 
is the flip, this is about the man, right? Because you could have imagined that the husband doesn't have to be able to have seed, but the jealousy is about the sleeping with the other man who can impregnate her. So maybe in this case, when the man he's suspected of cannot, is, is infer, you know, cannot ejaculate, maybe that would be excluded. Kamash Malan, that the seed aspect is not necessary. Opposal but true enough, this man sleeps with a Kohen, and he's puzzle, he can make her puzzle as well. In a totally different case, Pshita obviously, no, that when a man sleeps with a Kohen, he, you know, let's say halal, he makes her halala, and the kid will be, you know, and, um, you know, the kid will be also a halal and have that status. So, um, so since we learn out that she and the child become puzzled through the through this act of intercourse, uh, you know, if she becomes pregnant, the So I might have thought the isle zera lichalel. If he if this can produce a child, then he becomes a chalala. To isle zera lo But if she can't produce a child because the man is not able to have semen, is not fertile, or you know, is not able to impregnate her, kamash malon that that doesn't matter. Okay, the elimute elvikocham. So now we, we're back. What does no each, what does you can you can't do kinoi about a man that's not a man? Somebody who's not a man. Who is it referring to? Maybe it means a non-Jew. No, you can do kinoi, don't be with this non-Jew. Opposable truma, and he can make this woman who's a bat going invalid to eat truma. Obviously, says the Gemara. Since we learned from the Pasuk that when she does it, if she did this act, he's forbidden to the husband and to the man. So it's similar to like we would have thought before. That's only, this whole parsha only applies if this act is the thing that would make her forbidden to this man. Of Alha, but by the case of a non-Jew, since she's already forbidden to the non-Jew, aim alone, maybe this whole parsha doesn't apply. Kamash Milan, that it does. Okay, possible true in Pshita, and invalidates her for Truma, obviously. In When it's what are the Pasuk we learn out that when she's, you know, with a man that she's forbidden to, it makes her invalid, is it's, you know, if she is, when she is with a foreign man, okay, so maybe only when that intercourse happens with a man which in theory she can be of Havaya, she could be married to. But maybe somebody who in theory who she couldn't even be married to in, even in theory. Maybe it's considered so irrelevant that it would not make her make her forbidden. Kabash Milan de Pasio, Mid Reb Yochanan. From Reb Yochanan, we learn that nevertheless she does become invalidated. How do we know that if a non Jew had uh, intercourse with a uh, Kohenis or a Levi or even a Bas Israel that makes her sort of invalid in, in the sense of you know, uh, 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 being like a uh, halal, halala? Actually, whatever, by Bas Yisrael. Anyway, the, the specific aspect of the psalm is something to talk about more. But anyway, um, because we learn from a pasuk that it speaks about a case of divorced or widowed by a bas kohen, so that you know the type of intercourse that could would not be a problem, you know, under the right circumstances, would be somebody that you could be married to and be a widow or a divorcee of, but somebody who you can't be that will always create um, invalidity. Okay, at least make a bat going a halala, and as I said, by bat Israel, it's a, it's a different category. Anyway, okay, so now, so what are we excluding? 
It's excluding a behemoth. If he says, I suspect you of committing, a, uh, that you're going to sleep with this animal, that would not apply. Okay, that's not Znus. It's Where is this come from? That there's no concept of Znus by a behemoth. It's a forbidden act, but there's not a concept of Znus. Do not bring to the base of Mikdash a sheep that was given a gift to a prostitute or a sheep that was exchanged for a dog. Um, if, however, it is a sheep that is given for sleeping with a dog, um, or a uh, payment, something that was given to buy a prostitute, Rashi sort of says, like, buy a uh, female slave, uh, in that case, that is permissible to bring as a korban. Only two, not four. So because it doesn't have the concept of payment for a znus, the payment to sleep with a dog is not considered esnan, that teaches you this idea that it's not conceptually znus. Okay, so, the Ella, Sheikh Lamali. Okay, so then the Gemara says like that. Okay, fine. So, what is Sheikh coming to exclude? Uh, I'm sorry, hold on. Uh, okay, so, because we're not excluding a, uh, you know, if the guy can, if the husband can, can, have, can, can ejaculate, or if the person being suspected of can have semen. So, what is it excluding? The Ella, Sheikh Lamali. Me by the time, like we turn to Brasa, Sheikh Vadzer, Pratla Dever Acher, to exclude something else. My Dever Acher. If he if said, don't be with that man um, and have intercourse, anal intercourse, okay? That, because that's not a type of a sleeping, forgetting whether actually semen is involved, it's not a type of sleeping that the act of intercourse itself is not one that's in the context that, you know, of becoming, of conceiving. Um, so the Gemara says, But we know that that type of intercourse, halakhically, is considered as much intercourse as vaginal intercourse. Now, you could have said, you know, for all the forbidden sexual acts. Of course, you could have said that's exactly the point here, though. Here, it's not, because here it's all about the concern of Zera. But they don't want to go that far. Once we said that he doesn't have to be able to get pregnant, he doesn't be, nobody has to be able to have kids, why would we be excluding this type of an intercourse, which normally is considered to be standard intercourse? So, If he says, don't have intercourse, with, don't have sex with him, you know, not anal and not, and, and not vaginal, but other types of sexual behavior, like oral you know, oral sex or other types of sexual acts. Those are not included, even though obviously it's completely a violation of their marriage and so on, that would not make her forbidden to her husband and that would not be in the Parsha of Sota. So, Amalei Abaye Pritzus This is mere, and it's, the word mere is funny here, this is mere um, um, licentiousness. Clearly it isn't an act of intercourse. Clearly it doesn't make her forbidden. Why do I need a Pasuk to exclude it? I mean, clearly it's forbidden, but it doesn't make her forbidden to her husband. This would not make her forbidden to her husband. It's if he said, don't have intercourse, don't be with that man, and don't, you know, don't, you know, and it's, don't have intercourse even if it's just the touching of, you know, the genitals. Okay, now it's funny because you don't have to describe the sex act in the Kinoi, but anyway, but maybe that is not yet in the category of Zera. Right, so the Gemara says, If you say that that touching of the genitals is not yet considered the act of intercourse, it makes sense that it's being excluded. Um, but Nishika is not an act of intercourse. It's saying that even though it's obviously highly a hair away from intercourse, since it's not technically intercourse, it does not make her forbidden. But according to the position that actually 
the touching of the genitals on the outside is considered an act of intercourse. What can you say? Why would the Torah be excluding it? Of course, Joseph says that's exactly the point. It's an act of intercourse, but it's not in the category of Zerah. But the Gemara doesn't want to go there. So the Gemara says, okay, back to what you said before. Fine. It's telling you that he says don't have sexual you know, activity, but it's not about intercourse. But I still might have thought that even though it doesn't make her forbidden to her husband, it's enough for the Sota Halacha, because it's all about the husband's the husband being angry and upset and jealous um, and not wanting it to happen. Ubal Hakakapit, and he's making a point of this, Kamash Milan, that that is not true, that without there being intercourse or a concern of intercourse, we would not have the Pasha of Sota.